Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey 333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. Now that's a lot of threes. That's a place of mind, body, spirit, fitness, coaching, and nutrition, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. I mentioned mindset, and today I am so honored. I'm so proud to bring to you the guest that I'm bringing to you today. Uh, He's the biggest overcomer I know. And I've talked to some overcomers, and I say I include myself in that category because you all know my story, but I can't wait for you to hear his. Peter Twist, NHL Strength and Conditioning, he's done so much for our industry. I think he's, he's created much of what we experience in our industry. Uh, he's, a, he's a sports science researcher, published author, educator, business entrepreneur, CEO, motivational speaker. Here's an important one, a stage four cancer crusher, right? crush stage four cancer. Uh, I just love reading Peter's posts. I want to encourage everybody that listens to this episode, follow him when you're done, get more of the stuff that he's about to drop on you today. Uh, He's responsible for bringing one of the largest fitness organizations over to China. Uh, He's trained a ton of Olympic athletes. He's been instrumental in the training that goes on over there in China as well. Uh, Twist conditioning, Peter Twist, I apologize if I've left anything out, but I could just go on and on. Welcome to the show. All right, Travis, thank you so much for the uh, introduction and uh, both you and Cindy for having me on here. Honored to be here with you. Well, well, thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. Uh, we've been one of the benefactors of uh, your education over the years. And uh, I remember it's probably been about 10 years since we first met you. It's probably at a Perform Better conference uh and ever since just every time that we've had an encounter with you it was just such a blessing and i want to ask you i want to kick off this episode today asking you a question that i've never asked you before you've accomplished so much you put out so much education there's like 44 dvds 22 certifications um you know all different types of twist training methods and somebody that works with that kind of passion and vigor why you know, why? I mean, what's your reason for doing what you do and being who you are, making the impact that you're making in this world? You know, a lot of that is intrinsic uh, driven and intrinsic motivation and so on. Um, But as I like you are, you know, I'm, I think naturally I'm oriented or made to be a a teacher, a, a leader, a coach, a trainer and passionate about helping, uh, you know, sharing knowledge and setting people up for success. I love to see people uh, succeed. And always that includes overcoming, because we all have difficulties imposed on us or by uh, our own failure or coincidences. However, even our most exciting aspirational goals, the loftier our goal, the more difficult it is, the more we have to overcome towards our positive goals. And even exercise is a great example. That's on a daily basis. We fail and grow, we fail and grow. So uh, exercise kind of sets us up with that can do attitude. You know, I fail in the gym and a week later I can do it and I keep improving 
all those things into a crock pot. Travis mix into like, uh, I, I believe in people more than they believe in themselves. And uh, way back when to tie that in, I, I saw at the time I started writing and developing methods. I, I came from sport, not fitness. I didn't even know there was a fitness industry for a long time. And I existed in sport. Um, and I heard what, ath- what coaches were uh, interested in for their uh, athletes. And I studied sports science and fitness wasn't providing any of it. And I looked at fitness at the time and it was either about appearance training and bodybuilding techniques and things like that. Or if it was sport training, it was such a very narrow, it was sprinting in a straight line and getting powerful in a vertical explosiveness. That's about it. And, um, and so I was compelled as a, as a te- coach to bring solutions, help people set up for success as a teacher's heart and mind to like, hey, there's a gap here that we can help people in a better way and help accelerate their progress. So just seeing that that was there, believing in people, believing in people was the mission and passion, right? You have a mission and passion. It keeps you driven. Um, but you, you believe in people and believe you have a solution. You want to get it in their hands. So that, that's a lot in the crock pot. Um, but that is a good explanation on what keeps me uh, in forward motion, trying to help others do the same and, and our industry. Yeah. And that does give the background, uh, you know, because I know you're a competitive athlete and then you're a strength and conditioning coach to the NHL. And, and I know that you were looking for solutions for your athletes beyond just, you know, the appearance solutions that existed uh, maybe at the time when you were beginning some of your training and looking for those solutions. And since that time, though, you know, I want to tell our listeners, you know, the different awards that you've received for a guy that didn't even realize that there was a fitness industry that was just looking. <laughs> I mean, you know, so 2001 NSCA's President Award, uh, 2003 CanFit Pro Specialty of the Year Award, 2010 Program Director of the Year, CanFit Pro's 2012 Canadian Presenter of the Year, 2013 Idea World Inspiration Award, uh, and in 2015, you know, was inducted in the USA Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, it's just amazing the different uh, ways that you've been recognized, but it's because you've just gone at this with this fervent passion to bring solutions. And the solutions, many of us, you know, we're, we're in our studio today doing this episode, get to benefit from your ideas and the information you've shared. So uh, let me ask you this next question. You know, it seems like a life as a competitive athlete and somebody that's just helping other people to improve their playing you wouldn't expect that somebody like that was going to have to overcome the battle of cancer right i mean what was that like for you it must have been a, a huge shock i mean it wasn't wasn't there like this time where you probably said wait a minute i'm the health guy you know how, how is this happening you know can can you share a little bit about that uh, absolutely, because I, I do believe like in, in any in all of our path, we need grit and grace. We need the resiliency and mental toughness and grit to carry on, but the graciousness to move forward, you know, respectful and kind and, uh, and carry ourselves through challenge, you know, exposing our character at that time. However, to answer your question, when I was diagnosed, um, I was pissed off right. and I just thought, you know, we're, we're all going to come and go and, and die at some time, but this was not my time. This seemed like a uh, error. 
No, number one, at the time, uh, my my life, I actually, I just, um, it's funny, tomorrow's is New, uh, New Year's, and I'm going hiking up uh, through the snow, snowshoeing up to a mountain peak, and we're going to look at the view over the ocean. That's what happened uh, just before I was diagnosed. And it was on the 31st, and I was uh, with, you know, friends and family, and I took off with a guy sprinting up the mountain uh, ahead of everyone. And we looked at each other eventually and just started laughing robustly, thinking the same thing. It's like, we're not fatiguing. We can just keep going. And we're powering through the snow. There's snow flying everywhere. It was exhilarating. Our heart rate's at 200, but we're rocking. And uh, we paused, looked down at our kids and family and friends. And I said, you know, uh, Travis and Cindy, everything right now is a 10 out of 10. My fitness, my health, my mindset, where I live, what I do, my business, my kids, my friends, so grateful, so blessed. And a week later, I was diagnosed with stage four head and neck cancer. Um, and it was actually a, a tumor uh, of the size of this baseball lodged at my brain, my brain stem and my neck, and then a lot of other uh, tumors in my face and chest and um, mouth and so on. So I was pissed off, number one, because of the disruption. It's like when you, when you are uh, diagnosed late, I always thought if I got cancer, I, I would meditate and go into nature and mindset my way through and use holistic nutrition. And there's, there's a chance for some things to be successful with that. But that would be like an early stage one where you got room to play. Uh, uh, when I was diagnosed, I was pissed off because, and this is really important for people to understand, I really emphasize this. I felt the best I ever have in my life in those years, but two or three times a year, just my gut, my gut brain, which is our intuition, but it's really our gut brain informing us about the body was telling me thoughts and self-talk. I think I have cancer. I really feel I have cancer. Now I was my fittest, strongest ever and felt amazing. But intuitively, there was that nagging feeling that would come in. I saw Western doctors for five years coming in with that story. And I got turned away so many times and any preliminary tests all came out perfect. And they told me what sounded nice, which is don't worry, you're fitter than a professional athlete. Go out there and enjoy life. And uh, my mistake not to keep pushing it harder. So I got misdiagnosed for five years until finally it was so obvious that, you know, it was, it was, uh, I was told it was too late. Wow. And my first oncologist didn't even want to do uh, chemo or radiation, just wanted to put me in palliative care. Wow. And so I cut that doctor immediately because he wasn't <laughs> smart enough to have a solution. Your no, coach you has to believe in you, right? That's just right. Like, you can't be on the team. <laughs> you're you're right. a 1% chance. Just give you something. You know, but if you don't think that, then you're not on my team. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm in a I'm in a state now and especially during COVID, you know, if people are overwhelmed during COVID, it's understandable. We all get overwhelmed and setbacks and we have loss and so on. However, uh, it's it's a great opportunity if people feel that way for resiliency training. 
And COVID hasn't been very difficult for me, although it's been another chapter of massive loss because I've already had lots of resiliency training. This, is, this isn't the toughest thing I've been through and I know we're gonna get through and we can adapt and change. Um, so great opportunity there. Um, but now I'm about peace and kindness and I'm, I'm finding happiness during COVID. That's my championship win. But um, at that time for, for going into that battle, I just put my warrior hat on. I was respectful to the nurses and oncologists and thanked them every day. Uh, but I, I was in a battle mode. I'm going, I'm going and I'm going to, one of us, it's a war of attrition. I'm going to get hammered with the highest level chemo radiation. And this is key because I'm here today. I feel great. And I won. I won by a thread. Yeah. I want to I want to highlight a couple of things that you just said, because I don't want our listeners to miss it. Uh, first, uh, I want to ask everybody, what would that be like for you if you were one week into 2022 and you found out that this might be your last year on Earth? You know, what does that make you think of? You know, uh, I mean, one, I hope that you would go into battle mode as well. But what would you want to do with that year? You know, and those are important things because we should go and do those things You know, this year right? You know, don't wait. That's very important. Uh, two, I want to highlight resiliency training, resiliency training. You're talking about facing the pandemic right now. And you're like, ah, oh, that's nothing. I mean, you know, I've faced stage four <laughs> cancer, you know, resiliency training. What's been the resiliency training in your life? And have you looked at it in that perspective, from that perspective to where it's like, you know, it's, it's resiliency training. It's not necessarily uh, just some curse that's happened to you, but it's something that made you stronger. You know, uh, that's really good. And so, uh, I don't know, Cindy, was there anything else from that that you wanted to highlight? No, no, I just, you know, I, I love the story <clears throat> of you beating cancer and I tell me how long has it been now? How long have you been cancer free? This is uh, year 10 now. You're 10. 10 years. Right about now. I remember you saying one time when we had talked to about how you train your body and how you fuel your body with healthy things, organic things. Um, you know, you don't eat fast food, that kind of stuff, because when you had to rely on your body to get through this fight, it was ready. Like you, you had poured into yourself so yes, that you could, you could then use it. I can't remember. I wish I could quote you on it, but anyways, I, I always thought of that, like training your body. So when you, when it's sick and it needs, you know, help, yeah. it's, it's ready for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think some, someone had mentioned to me, you know, they thought, no, they knew my background more and that's just things like, you know, you, you guys train and in a very micro way, you know, you're challenging yourself a little more. You're pushing yourself more than people who will not come in and train um, while they're so-called healthy. Um, and so there's micro resiliency and mental toughness built. But playing sports, getting injured, playing injured in sports, competing head to head, like every, every, every challenge and difficulty and anything uh, requiring some mental toughness even things Im imposed on us that we wish we wish we were on the beach in Mexico with a margarita, but here we are, like we're in the trenches and we're going for it. 
those um, those all aggregate and layer up into resiliency and to look at that like COVID's a great opportunity for people to build that up as well as shifting how they may it's a disruption so great time where's your next life path what's your chapter everybody's free to align what they do with their being a a, a little bit more um, but it's in it's so important to be ready you know to train now to have some level of strength that we can fall from and some level of mental strength that we can deploy and just have that toolbox ready for the times we need it and with with that confidence in what we can reach down into it allows us to uh, be less affected by smaller challenges in our day i think and see through a lens still of with a perspective, we can do it. We, we just got to get to work and get through this. We don't need to create more drama on it. Let's put our energy into getting through and staying grateful for what's there and still seeing that and so on. So we're all, we're all I think, in the process of becoming always. And so it's just paying attention to those lessons and being uh, ready to utilize them as we go, if we wish to. That's awesome. It's awesome. You know, also in your story, you were talking about instinctively knowing, you know, because you were in tune with your body that there was something there and that you were misdiagnosed for five years. Uh, there's a lot to be said for being persistent about quarterbacking your own health and, and just being adamant when you feel that there's something going on to have it investigated. But speaking of quarterbacking your own health, something I've always admired about your story is that when you went searching for who should be on the team and who shouldn't be on the team, uh, didn't you even have to take your own sample somewhere? I mean, how did that story go down, if you would? Yeah, well, you know, like, like, like everyone, there's times, you know, where I'm not in my life, I'm not accomplishing as much. There's times where I'll procrastinate. There's times where I'll blow something off and just go out and have fun. Um, but when it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. That could be the night before your exam. You got to study a little extra late. You know, it can be having a business proposal ready the next day and, you, you know, you focus harder, you work faster and uh, and you see it through no matter you show up a little tired the next day, if that's what it takes. So there's times we switch on and when you're told, you know, it's it's this this is caught late and it's too, you know, going to be too late and then they're taking a, uh, a biopsy. Um, so I was, I was outside of the cancer hospital for the biopsy and I knew, I was told right then, this is really like, it's been there a long time. This is really late. We gotta, we gotta get this going. I just asked them, I, I was clued in enough to know that every day counts. And I asked them what happens now with this uh, biopsy, uh, this, uh, this tumor uh, sample you took, he said, well, we send it over to this lab and then it, you know, it sits there for a while. It gets assessed. It gets sent there to a second look. Then it gets to the cancer hospital. Then by the time I would get in my next appointment, it was going to be like about a month. Mm -hmm. And so I just looked at the doctor and I'm just sort of thinking of this in real time as I'm going. I didn't have a master plan. This is just like thrust upon me. And I just said, can I ask you, um, I appreciate you doing the, the taking the tissue sample. Um, now, who owns that legally? Does the government own it? Does the cancer hospital do you, the doctor, or do I, the person? 
And he just kind of uh, smiled. He wasn't sure what I was up to, but he knew I was thinking of something. And he just smiled and he said, you own it. It's from your body. And I just put out my hand and I said, could I have it, please? Wow. And he handed it over. And I said, I'm going to get in my car on my way. Can you please send me uh, the, the number of two private labs that are closest to the cancer hospital? And I started driving in the direction of the cancer hospital. Text came in. And I went there within like 40 minutes. I was at the lab, knocked on the staff entrance down the back alley and said, look, I don't want to disrespect anyone or step on other people's toes, but maybe there's some samples that are like stage one. You know, this one is late stage, I'm told. Can, can you take a look at it and get it right over to the cancer hospital? Uh, I, I, I received a call from the cancer hospital that day, wow. got in right away. Wow. And just that one act of owning the process and moving it forward faster and not disrespecting anyone, but I, everybody I talked to told them a bit about my story. Like I want to be the most coachable patient ever and I want to move forward and I'm ready to go. And I was like bringing passion and compelling and urging, like, how can we save some hours? How can we save a day? And let, let's go. Um, so that, that was that. And my whole process was like that. Um, I don't believe I would be here right now without shaving that kind of time. Yeah. Um, you know, quarterback your health, put it in your hands, at least try and steer the ship. Um, don't, don't be passive. Don't just be a passenger. And you wouldn't be here right now if you just accepted the information. You know, uh, I don't know the difference in people that are willing to say, oh, okay, just, you know, put me in hospice care or, or whatever the, whatever you want to call it. But you went at it with a never give up attitude. You, you own the process, you own the problem, you quarterback your own health. And I want to thank you for sharing your story the way you have before and the way you are today. Because Cindy and I went through our own health issues in the last just over 12 months. Yes. And I thought of you. I thought of you, you know, when they said I had a rare blood disorder that was a threatening my liver and could cause cirrhosis and all this kind of stuff. I was like, you know, how do I get moved up the chain? Because if you need to do something about it, let's do it. And the same thing happened with Cindy with her thyroid cancer. Um, you know, not to just accept, you know, whatever your spot is in line and whatever, you know, uh, passive treatment you might have, but to, to be a, a little bit uh, aggressive in the process, you know, because it is your own health and it is important. And, and you know, so, um, you know, kudos to you. It's just an amazing story. And thank you for sharing it with our audience today. You said you got through hanging by a thread. <laughs> Could you share a little bit about that? Like, you know what, I mean, once a cancer hospital calls you and now you're going to go through the process, you said, uh, you you did come out on top, but you said by a thread earlier in the episode. Uh, could you tell me? Yeah, I think the most succinct answer to you know to respect time on on what you want to cover today is um, you know there was still reluctance to do chemotherapy treatment uh, with my tumors, uh, thinking that it had there's just no chance it would have any effect. Um, and there is a time for people to decide. You know, do I go in and just fight? against odds because if it's you know if it's only one percent chance that's like there's 
100 people and there's one, one good seat at the party, but someone has to have that seat. So number one, I just took the uh, attitude that, well, of everybody else, because there's going to be someone who's obese, someone deconditioned, someone who's mentally fragile, someone with other comorbidities, um, you know, someone who's not that motivated, someone who's never exercised in, all, in those numbers, in the stats. So I set my mind that I have as close to 100% chance of taking that one seat as anybody. And I just went on that and I sort of like played with the odds just to, uh, to uh, me mentally, uh, even though I know that wasn't accurate statistics, but it made sense to me. So, okay, okay, I have belief it's possible. And they still didn't want to do chemo. There was one radiation oncologist that thought, this is important for your listeners, that because my strength and conditioning was so high at that particular time, that I had more room to fall because basically they're going to give me highest levels radiation and systemic chemo. And it just in your head, face, neck, chest, it's not a pleasant area. Your mucous membranes respond to radiation as enthusiastically as tumor, uh, as tumors do, meaning that you're like destroying all your healthy cells. You're burnt up from the inside out. It's different if it's your arm or your quad, it's not so bad, but that area and you're getting brain damage, you know, besides PTSD, you're getting structural brain damage, which doesn't help you deal with life in the world when you can't uh, think and compute things well, and it's invisible to everybody else. But um, I, I went in and they, they just bombed me. I just said, throw in the hand grenades. And um, ultimately that one, what that winning by a thread that you said, this is important because we don't, we don't have to crush our goals and you know, everything we do, we don't have to crush the competition and you know, you're in a race, you don't have to win by miles. Think of the Olympics, a hundred meter sprint, even, even some long distance events, someone will win by 0.01 seconds. Their chest just breaks the finish line you know, uh, uh, just by threads on the fabric ahead of someone else and they get the gold medal. And so just winning by a thread. So the, the bottom line here is I'll, I'll be transparent um, so people can uh, remember this and take this with them in their time of, of need, which may be now. But um, I'm, I'm fairly strong uh, constitution and character and mindset, but I was just beat up enough and it was consistent torture enough that, uh, you know, I considered relenting. It was hard to stay in and fight. And you, you think of people who don't have that can-do belief or mental toughness, it might just be losing 10 pounds and they relent and give up. You know, it might be one small failure and, and they give up and relent. But, you know, this was life and a big challenge. I, I was teetering on relenting. Can I keep battling? Like this is 24 seven torture. And uh, so I set a stopwatch that I have from coaching as you would. And I set it for 60 seconds. That was my goal. I'm going to stay in the game for 60 seconds. Then, you know, it rings, it goes off and I just clicked and reset it, clicked, reset it. Got, got through pretty much a day like that then expanded it five minutes, 10 minutes. Eventually, I didn't need it. Um, and, and 
I really, I crawled over the finish line. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm yeah, sure. So, you, so, so the message is you don't have to crush your goals. You just have to outlast your competition and challenge. Stay in the game, not relenting out of the game uh, or, or actively doing that yourself. Uh, as we all know, people say who have committed suicide. Um, that's the only mistake you can't come back from. We, we can all screw up in so many different ways uh, and we can come back from them. There's always a way to come back, right? Um, don't relent, stay in the game, just win by a thread. You don't have to crush your goals. And that, that doesn't have to be something so uh, dramatic or inspiring or, uh, or, or massive, just your, your small daily goals and your life goals, career goals. Don't relent, stay, stay in there and uh, you can win by that thread. You're still the winner. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. I, I've shared on a previous episode, my own personal dark night of the soul and, you know, not knowing if I was coming home for 20 years or whatever, but uh, the, uh, the important message in that to me right now is, you know, hit your own personal stopwatch. Cause like, you know, by, by going five minutes or, you know, a beginning just a minute and then going another five, things do get better. Absolutely. If you can just hold on long enough, it does get better. This too shall pass and your circumstance now today, let's talk about today. Let's turn this episode up a notch. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on here because I respect the soul that you are. Uh, you, You share your soul on social media in very positive ways. And you said it earlier in the episode, you said, I think that we're all becoming... You even said if you would have had stage one cancer that you might have gone out and meditated. And, and that's me too. You know, like I'm a, I'm a Wayne Dyer fan. I'm a, yeah, just yeah. A, a fan of those kind of things and approaches to life and, and understanding that this bag of skin that we got is very temporary, but that, uh, but that there is something deep and authentic and purposeful about ourselves. And we're trying to get to that part. Um, how, I'm not sure exactly how you might want to share this, but it might have to do with what we've already talked about. This made you more of who you are today. But uh, as you're going out on your 10-year anniversary hike, uh, you know, and uh, being out there in nature, I mean, what have you learned through all this? That just different ways you would encourage people to to look at life and approach life. If we could get a little bit of that, you know, twist inspiration on here today, you know. Yeah, it was certainly the, uh, you know, the author that you mentioned, you, you know, and, and related to his philosophies uh, as well. Um, the gratefulness and the, the, the time is now, you know, we have today and today's uh, cost, you know, doing this with us and how you spend the rest of your day and how I spend the rest of my day. It's very expensive because it costs us a day in our life. So, how are we using that? Um, a, 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 big, a big thing for myself is um, I'm not, I, I, think, I think you are and many of our friends are, um, I'm no longer part of organized religion. However, I listen to Christian music. <laughs> and so, you know, we don't have to fit in any, any kind of box. Um, but this is from Casting Crowns and it says, we were made to thrive. And the chorus is joy unspeakable, faith unsinkable, love unstoppable. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And 
So for me, you know, waking up with gratefulness, uh, just for, you know, breathing clean air, being alive, getting this day. And I might do it well, I might make mistakes, I might succeed or fail. But even when I look back to that uh, stage four cancer battle, and I can list things for both you, Travis and Cindy, that inspire me that you've overcome uh, in life and business and, and health in your path. Um, we'll reciprocate on this interview sometime because I can learn and be inspired by you as you do for so many. Um, gratefulness uh, comes from presentness. You know, right, right now I'm here with you. I've got two daughters. I've got a handsome husky dog whose coattail I ride. And we all have people and things in our life important to us. But right now, this is my whole life. There's nothing else but this. I'm 100% here. And when we can develop, what I did is I, I, when I had my biggest difficulties, when we really need company and where we want to be distracted from it and be entertained or we just do something, maybe bites of that are good. I spent most of my time solo. Where I can't escape my challenge, my thoughts, and I spend a lot of time in nature. We know motion creates positive emotion and nature creates positive energy. You put the two together and you're solo. Uh, I just, I kept in motion in nature by myself uh, and, until I could move better, till I reconciled my uh, social, emotional, and mental side. And I developed a, a great awareness and appreciation for presentness. And shifting the lens I threw through the power of the pause. When I'm approaching something and my self-talk is negative uh, or I'm, I'm just distracted, uh, I'm not appreciating my day, uh, I'm entering dynamics and I'm doing it poorly. I could start to see these dynamics aren't going well. The people aren't receiving me well because I'm not showing up my best. The power to press pause. Boom, press pause, step back, shift our mind, be present, be grateful, step back in and rethink, reapproach. And so that takes a while, but and after uh, doing it for a bit, it takes like five, 10 seconds. And being able to pause, shift, re-enter a moment, whether it's just us and our self-talk or me talking with you or other dynamics. And being authentic and genuine, Travis and Cindy, but showing uh, up, being aware how we show up, shifting, you know, I, I talked all about me and solo and getting my mindset um, and being able to pause and show up better, but also shifting from me to we. You know, how am I affecting you? How are we affecting your listeners? Being respectful of that and then just being present. Presentness equals gratefulness. Gratefulness equals happiness. The formulas are simple. Um, you know, life is all those simple, small moments. Becoming aware of, of that. So the bigger the challenge, that's there. That's got to be dealt with. Might be kind of crappy. Not my first choice. But in this day, like my dog's sleeping over here. I got that undecorated Christmas tree outside. 
there's snow in the trees, you know, and I walk through my day. We walk in and buy a cup of coffee. Are we present? Do we look the person in the eye? Are we there for them? Do we try and leave each moment better than when we showed up to it? Simple, simple. I, wow. I right? and, then, and seeing them respond with appreciation, having them reciprocate more often than not that good energy. And just ha- having those little tiny bites of moments through a day that's that starts to be your whole through line for each day, no matter the noise that's going on around. Ooh, that was good. The reciprocation part too. You know, uh, presence leads to gratefulness, the ability to pause and re-enter a situation as your best self, caring about the we, because in the end, you know, we're really not separate, right? You know, we are responsible for how we affect each other. But then you said, waiting for the reciprocation Maybe you who are listening right now think that you're present just if you look somebody in the eye and get off your cell phone and acknowledge, but have you waited? <laughs> have you waited for the energy to come back to you? Because that's when you're really present, when there's that energy exchange. That is so good. So yeah, and good. You, you know, from training, there's a, like, someone's got to lead the way. There's a lineup for a drill. Someone's got to be at the start of the line. So we're all waiting for a good day, you know? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to receive many surprise parties this year, right. you know? Yeah. So, you know, I love it when someone does something nice for me, but someone's got to get it started. So just get started, be, be and talk and act and have the energy of what you want to receive. That's be, awesome. Just be, be that leader, get it started, be at the front of the line, and then it, it'll tend to roll from there. But if I just wait for a good day, I'm not going to have many of them this year, you know, and I've got friends and stuff, but really no one's planning a surprise party for me to make this an awesome day for Peter Twist. (laughs) It's up to each of us to go create it. If we want a good day, you know, don't have a good day passively create a good day. And, and it just gets, it gets simpler. You, you have ambitions. I have ambitions. Our listeners have ambitions and aspirations. And those can be, I encourage people to make those lofty and aim high. Worst thing you do is you fail high. If you aim really high, you're at your strive towards that. You'll end up at somewhere really good. Um, but as far as day to day and uh, ha- happiness and gratefulness and mental well-being and so on, it's all on the on the tiny moments. Wow. Right? That's that's where the that's where the magic is, and then that that just helps us, you know, th- through our long term path as we deal with these big challenges that we didn't want and these big challenges we do want because they are the graduation to our aspirational goals. Um, but the, the just the process of the little things in life that's where the magic is. Be at the front of the line and uh, create your good moments. Create your good day. Uh, once again, owning the process too. not waiting for the surprise party, but once again, owning the process. <laughs> well, let me ask you, because I know that I want more of Peter Twist. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an honor to have you in my life. It's an honor to have you as a guest on this episode today. What's next for you? What What's coming up that, you know, people can, you know, follow you, get more of you. We have, um, uh, many fitness enthusiasts listening. We have coaches, we have entrepreneurs, uh, all sorts of different people in our audience. So can you, can you share what's going on next with this, uh, 
road of yours, this journey of yours, if you will. I, I sure, I sure can. And, you know, and to let people know, you know, throughout COVID um, in, in Canada here, at least, and we are right now, like all gyms are shut down again. And we, we know the program, the sickness economy, you know, uh, for, you've got free open access to cigarettes, tobacco, uh, alcohol. I do like beer, but alcohol is non-essential in a health pandemic, even though I love beer. Uh, but tobacco, alcohol, McDonald's, shopping malls, junk food courts, you know, Doritos, factory farming, all that stuff is still essential. And what's not is uh, the specialty health providers and fitness and so on. All the gyms are closed again. And, you know, we're almost two years in. So I, I think we already knew well before COVID, um, you know, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum than the Government of Health Canada has an excellent sickness treatment system, but to call it health care, no one's health, no one's building health. We don't take average, we don't take poor health before you need medical support and make it good health. We don't take good to great. We don't take great to excellent. That's what that's what you do. That's what I do. Um, I've never had a client not improve in all ways and society and the government approved system they approve for operating uh, keeps increasing obesity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, depression, and so on doesn't work. So we need to shift a different way. Going into COVID, um, I, I was uh, partnered with the China government for Olympics and modernizing summer winter Olympics and certifications, live certifications around the world, multiple gyms performance and wellness centers, all of those used live humans. So they were all shut down at some point for COVID. And what I'm involved in now is I made the bold uh, step being life being short. And naturally I've got all my finances invested in those. And at the time they're worth a certain amount of money. Uh, that's my eventual retirement and my family uh, uh, benefactors and so on. I walked away from it all. When the government said, you, you both are part of the solution for health and immune system and mental wellness, et cetera, I'm part of the solution. We have health building expertise. The government does not have sick care expertise, but we were told we're the highest risk. We're part of the problem. We need to be shut down. Tobacco and McDonald's and Walmarts and stuff, go for it. I went to Walmart yesterday. There was 250 people in Walmart. I counted them. And... Um, in that one minute, but five, five people can't, you know, get together to train and build them, their mind and body and physiology up. So when I saw that, I, I, look, I looked at your question about what I'm doing today. I looked near the start of COVID. It's like, no, we're actually part of the solution. You know, I'm further away from, uh, even further away from the government philosophy or approach than I thought. I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to sit on the sidelines when they tell me I'm all of a sudden illegal uh, to operate. And I just projected it was going to carry on a long time, open, close, restrictions. And I thought, what's my best, with all my ability in that condition, in that market, what's my best, uh, what's my championship two years from now? Surviving. Mm -hmm. And as we told in Overcome, sometimes surviving, that is your win. And then you heal, restore, rebuild, and go on. Like anyone listening, do survive today. That's, that's a win. Stay in the game. And you can build back up and so on. But I looked at it and like, well, 
is it, is, is it going to be fun? <laughs> My, is it going to be joyful? And like, no, it's, it's going to be a pain in the butt. It's going to be frustrating. And the best I can do with all my effort, 80 hours a week is survive. Then, of course, I could rebuild long term. So I made the bold uh, decision to just walk away. I walked away from everything the government shut down and just accepted the loss of everything I put into it. Finance, investment, sweat equity, and predicted over two years uh, engaged in some type of business that helps people that the government can't screw up is my best uh, possible outcome surviving. Well, no, I could probably thrive. I can, I can do better than survive. And I can enjoy the process of creating new and helping people and uh, in, in that type of condition. So uh, I set up by uh, January 31st, we'll launch twisteducation.ca. That'll be live in within a month. And I'm taking all of my specialty courses that help trainers, coaches, and therapists find a specialty track that's best aligned with their core passions so that they can become the best. We have a, it's like a university. We have but micro courses in a specialty learning pathways, all digital. That'll be uh, gamified and engaged and available all around the world, automated digitally in sport performance specialist, functional training coach, youth physical literacy expert. There's health and mindset and sports medicine. And these are written also in a way making complex simple. So if someone listening is an accountant or a lawyer or involved in some other industry that got cannibalized during COVID or is just having the shift in consciousness during COVID of like, I did really well as an investment broker, but in the time I have left in life, I wanna do something that I believe in that helps people that I'm passionate about. This sets also people up who are joining the fitness and sport industry into a very specialty track. And it makes it clear who do they market to, how do they market, and they have real niche expertise, which makes for a great uh, long and successful career. So I've been setting up a learning management system, all the digital courses, lots of filming, lots of writing, writing, geeking out, loving writing stuff. And we really look forward within about a month to uh, unveil our first courses. And we're just going to keep building for the next few years, more courses, scale, positive impact. We want to set people up for success so that they can go uh, teach, train, mentor, coach others and help them overcome as you are and help people uh, become their best. That is awesome. Wow. That's awesome. And I love the fact <laughs> that you're helping people find specialties because you know, we all know the more that we niche down, uh, you know, the better off we are, you know, because if you're talking to everybody, you're not talking to anybody, right? So uh, talk to that specialty passion group that uh, allows you to be successful and, and live out your greatest purpose. That, that's yeah, awesome. well said. Greatest purpose, right on. Uh, really good. Really good. And if people want to follow you and, uh, you know, get some of that social media that I was talking about, where are you? Uh, where are you the most? Where can they uh, hop on and do that? I think uh, Instagram's an easy one. It's Coach Peter Twist. Um, they can also look for me on Facebook. And uh, if I can figure out a couple dance moves before and after each exercise, I'll eventually be on TikTok. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I guarantee that won't be pretty, but I'll do it. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, Instagram, Coach Peter Twist, I think that's the easiest place. There's a real positive community engaged. And my community, I learned from them. I'm also inspired by them. So great, great to be involved for people to come in and uh, meet other people through there, too. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Peter, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. No, it has been an honor. It really thank has. you. Thank you yeah. so much. You're welcome. I appreciate and I'm thankful for you uh, hosting me. I really admire both of you and uh, I appreciate both of you as people and professionals and leaders. Um, kudos for your challenges you've overcome. Uh, large ones, intense ones, and you keep making it through and, and re-thriving. But thanks for all, all you do, including this podcast with your, uh, your heart and mind wanting to uh, help and impact people. So I, I love it. Love everything you're about. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Those words are a blessing. Thank that. you very much. All right. All right. And uh, all, all the best in the day and in the year ahead. Let's let's create a good one. All yeah, right. 2022. Sure. Here we come. Right on. Right on. All right. Peace. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers podcast, I'm working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right, people come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.